Hello, welcome to the Joshua Generation Sermon of the Week. I hope and pray that you will be blessed as you listen to this sermon and encounter God in a new way. God bless you. Matthew chapter number 16 and verse 18. Matthew 16 and we will read verse 18 and 19. Matthew chapter number 16. Verse 18 and 19. Jesus speaking to Peter now says, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of heads will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven Matthew chapter number 7 verse 24 and 25 Matthew chapter number 7 24 and 25 therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. I want to speak to you this afternoon on a subject, unshakable. Unshakable. Everything that you will ever build in life and will last is determined by the foundation upon which it is built. Anything, if you ever have to build anything in life what determines how long that thing will stand how long it will last is the foundation upon which it is built whether it is a career whether it's education whether it's a relationship family life a business uh, a physical house for that matter whatever it is that you build the longevity of that thing is determined by the foundation upon which it is built. And, and sometimes we see things that have been built for a very long time come crashing down, come crumbling down, and we wonder what happened. We see relationships, careers, professional lives, businesses that we thought would stand the test of time come crashing down and we wonder what happened but usually when you take time to interrogate and examine what necessitated the falling down or what necessitated the factors to that thing coming crashing down you will discover that the problem was in the foundation a lot of the things that people deal with as battles that are threatening them today are not necessarily things that have just happened now. 
the struggles that most people are dealing with today are struggles that were built as a seed at the foundation. And so when we are going to build something that will last in our lives, we must take care of the foundation because the foundation determines how long something will last. And the enemy knows that. And so most of the times you will discover that the greatest attacks in your life are at foundations. At the foundation of a level in your life, you will encounter attacks. Most of the times you will discover that when you are about to graduate into another dimension of life, there is usually an intense attack over your life. I have seen that in my personal life at every stage of graduation. Preceding that, anytime God is about to lift me, anytime God is about to promote me, there is usually a fierce battle that comes that I have to deal with because there is a battle of foundations. If the enemy can't a seat at the foundation, it doesn't matter how long your building looks like it is standing, it is only but a matter of time before it comes crashing down. And so if there is anything that the Lord must protect and give you wisdom to preserve, it is the foundations. Look at your neighbor and tell them, take care of the foundation. Look at another one and tell them, take care of the foundation. Most of the times, we are so preoccupied with what will be seen to the outside world. Whenever we are building something, we are more concerned about how will it look when the people see it. And we do that sometimes at the expense of foundations, that we are so concerned about the cosmetics of the appearance of the thing as opposed to the foundation that will make it last. As a youth leader, as a pastor, for the privileged years that I've been serving, I have come to realize and understand that there are certain specific areas that the enemy will always try to attack in the life of a young person to destroy the foundation of their destiny. The enemy will attack you for the sake of your destiny and what you carry, but he will not just attack anyhow. I have noticed over time that there are three major areas where the enemy will always attack if he needs and means business to destroy the destiny and life of a young person. Oftentimes, it is in these three areas. And as I share them with you, you will recognize that for many of you, you are probably dealing with all three of them right now, or at least have had to be frustrated by one or two of them. But I pray that today as we deal with them, God will give you victory on every side in the name of Jesus. The first area that the enemy will attack young people to hinder their destiny from manifesting is the area of identity. The area of identity. This is perhaps the most primary place that the enemy will always hit at. If there is a place the enemy knows I will get them, it is at the area of identity. Now the reason is 
simply because in the design of life and purpose once you have discovered your true identity it gives you stability and clarity concerning your purpose and your life mandate if you see people that are unshaken people that are established in who they are in their purpose in their life mandate it is because they know who they are and as long as you don't know who you are you can live the rest of your life asking yourself so many questions that are not answered and that derails your ability to manifest the bottom line is you cannot manifest what you don't know so for you to be manifested or for you to manifest you must first understand who are you who are you in terms of your purpose in terms of your assignment in terms of why god blessed you here in luke chapter number three luke chapter number four verse three put it for me on the screen media you will see a very practical example and case in point where the devil comes at the point at the point when jesus has been revealed and is about to be launched so god is just from saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased then the spirit of the lord takes jesus into the wilderness and the devil shows up the tempter came to him and said one two three read if you are the son of god tell these stones to become bread there is a problem there the problem is not about jesus turning the stones into bread the problem is the devil is using wrong english he's starting his question with the wrong word it says if you are the son of god in other words he's trying to tell jesus it is possible you may not be the son of god and that is the way he speaks to a lot of us the devil can question the very thing that you already are and my prayer today is that by this word every lie that the devil has been telling you is cancelled in the name of jesus you are what the word of god says and it cannot be otherwise so the correct way to have asked that question was because you are the son of god turn these stones into bread but he says if you are the son of god turn these stones into bread he's trying to question the identity of jesus and a lot of us our identity has been questioned by the devil he's made you feel you are not equal to what god has called you he has made you feel you are incapable to manifest what god has revealed to you you have come to church we have declared the word over you our father in the lord has released the prophetic word but when you go and you are alone the devil comes to you 
and begins to remind you of everything that disqualifies you. The devil begins to make you focus on the things that limit you and hinder your ability to manifest. But we declare today in the name of Jesus, every lie is canceled. You will manifest in the name of Jesus. So your identity must be unshakable. You need to know that you are God's chosen. You need to know that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Don't let the devil define who you are. The fact that you have lived in sin does not mean that is your identity. That is a counterfeit life you have been living. But the Lord knows that the true identity of you is that you are the redeemed of the Lord. You are coming out of that bondage. You are coming out of everything that has been keeping you in bondage. Your true identity is what the Lord desires for you to manifest. When you know your identity, you have the confidence to manifest the purposes of God. When your identity is established, you will not worry about people's opinions because you know you are on assignment. And the one who sent you is not your neighbor. The one who sent you is the one seated on the highest of thrones. You will not be apologetic about manifesting your mandate because you know who you are and whose you are. So a lot of young people have got it wrong here. We sometimes even use our circumstances to define our identity. The fact that you are living in that condition does not define you. The fact that you are coming from that family background does not define you. It is possible that your condition right now may seemingly be contradictory to God's word, but let that not define your identity. Let me tell you, there's destiny over you. You carry something great. And right now where you are living may not look great, but on the inside of you, the seat of greatness is already there. It is already there. So you will make decisions, not on your circumstances, but on the greatness of God that is already on the inside of you. I went to Kawe in 2005, lived there for a couple of years, and I was shocked at one thing. Every time I spoke to a young person, one of the things I would ask them, Pastor Joel, is what do you want to study? And all of them would give me two options. It's either they'll say, I want to be a teacher, or I want to be a social worker. So imagine the whole town, you're going around asking, what do you want to study? I want to study teaching. What do you want to study? I want to study social work. So I knew there was a problem here. How can the whole town want to do two things? I discovered that the reason why a lot of young people were answering me like that is because at that time, the only two major colleges in the city was Nkrumah College of Education and the National College for uh, Development Studies, which is now Mulungushi University. So for them, the only possibilities was teacher or social worker on the basis of what is available to them. So I knew this is not right. God is not limited to two colleges. God is not limited to two courses. So let me tell you, my friend, 
your life is not limited by what seemingly limits you. You are going to manifest the full measure of God's purpose and plan over your life. If it is not where you are, God will relocate you and take you to where it is. If it is not in Zambia, may the nations open for you. For the sake of what you must manifest, it will be made possible in your life in the name of Jesus. So don't decide because that is the only thing that is there. You need to know what is the standard for me in God's weight. Even when it comes to marriage, don't just accept the relationship because he's the only brother. Ah, ah. Your destiny is too great to marry out of compassion. Let me tell you something, Joshua generation. You are not stranded. I came to tell somebody, you are not stranded. The God of all possibilities will make it possible in your life in the name of Jesus. Your father, your mother may not have the finances, but the God above has every resource required for your manifestation. Your uncle may have said, I've lost my job. I cannot sponsor you anymore. But the God that you worship and serve is able to make everything possible in your life in the name of Jesus. That job is possible. That career is possible in the name of Jesus. So I got concerned. Because these guys were always telling me, I want to study teaching. I want to study social work. And when I looked at the conditions, I realized there is more that they can study. There are more options, but they were limited by the fact that that is what was available to them. The devil is a liar. Your identity will not be shaken in the name of Jesus. The prodigal son had to deal with issues of identity. But you see, when he left his father and went and squandered everything, one of the things I like about how that story ends is the fact that the Bible says to us, he came back to his senses and realized what I am experiencing is not my portion. I have my portion in my father's house. Even if it meant going to be one of his servants, I would rather go back and be one of his servants. And so he made the decision to go back to where his true identity was really defined. A number of us today, you will have to make a decision and a choice after today that you are going to stop allowing other people to define your identity. Today, you will decide, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I know my auntie has been saying bad things to me. I know my sisters and brothers have said all kinds of things. But that is not the standard of what defines my identity. And you will come back to your senses and say anything that's not in the weight is not my portion in the name of Jesus. You must know who you are. And define your life based on that. A lot of people manifest issues in their life and when you get to the bottom of it you will discover that the struggle the real struggle is the struggle of identity people are using all kinds of ways to feel validated the enemy has told you you are not good enough 
So you are now trying to see what looks like good enough. Instead of going to the word to check what looks like good enough, you will go on social media, look at what looks like good enough, and use that as your definition. And what the devil is doing is he keeps you trapped in that struggle. You are continuously feeling you are not enough. When you see other people manifesting, other people manifesting their, 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 their giftings and all of that, you feel like you have failed. You feel like you are not among them. You are not at your best in anything. But let me tell you, you are the best at what God chose for you. And let not the devil lie to you. Don't use the world standard and system to seek validation. Use the word of God. He says you are the chosen generation. If God has chosen you, it doesn't matter who hasn't. By God's grace, the same God that chose you will manifest you in Jesus' name. Other than identity, another area that the devil will fight and attack you is the area of money. Identity and money. Now, you could have made it at the level of identity and understood and realized who you are and what God has called you to. But the second level of frustration now will come in that for many young people, they are at a place where they are loaded with dreams. They are loaded with visions, but they lack the means to execute them. For a lot of young people, this is the greatest frustration, that you, my friend, knows exactly what you want. You know exactly what you can make possible given a chance. But it looks like with all your ideas, with all your powerful ideas, the money is not with you. Have you noticed that the money seems to be the, with the one who has no idea? You, you have very powerful ideas, but you are very broke. The guy without ideas is the one that seemingly has the money. And the devil uses that to frustrate purpose. He uses that to frustrate visions. If it wasn't for the money, you would have been further ahead than where you are today. A lot of you would have done so many significant things than what you're doing right now. But at the core of your limitations is that financial limitation. And in, in Ecclesiastes chapter number 9, verse 16, the Bible tells us how that a poor man's wisdom is despised. A poor man's wisdom is despised. So you can be this powerful. You are spiritually powerful. You know, you speak in tongues, you, you, you pray three hours, you do everything. And you are asked for advice, you give the best advice. But when the thing needs to be done, there is no money. Even when you come for a wedding committee, they will just put you there because you are their friend. They don't want to embarrass you. But when they now start making contributions, they will strategically start at, a level, at an angle where they know you will be the last one to speak. 
So they say, okay, we are going to take pledges. So let's start from there. Uh, how much are you pledging? How much are you pledging? Then you say. Now, because they are your friends, they are very good people. So they don't want to embarrass you. So when it gets to your turn, then they say, ah, we'll ask Brother John to close for us in a word of prayer. They don't want to embarrass you. They know the situation in your life. But let me tell you, the Bible says, he became poor so that you can be rich. That beautiful exchange is your portion in the name of Jesus. You need to know that when it comes to wealth creation, you are a child of covenant. Deuteronomy chapter number 8 verse 18 says to us, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you power to make wealth in fulfilling his covenant that he swore to, his, uh, to, the, to our fathers Abraham. So you need to know that when it comes to the issue of wealth creation, there is already a covenant attached to you. Because God is a good God. He's a strategic God. There is no way he will give you a powerful vision and not provide for the manifestation of that vision. But you see, when it comes to financial principles, of, when it comes to dealing with money in your life, you need to know that there are principles you must apply. And that is why some of us are still stuck in that place because beyond just praying, money responds to principles. There are so many principles in the word of God that will help you get practical deliverance from any financial limitation. First basic one, you must be a tither. So as long as you skip that one, forget about wealth creation. You need to know that there is a demand for managing money. And so you are believing God for a lot of it, but if you are failing to manage what you have today, God cannot trust you with the next level because the principle in the word of God is he that is faithful with little will be faithful with much. So if you are right now managing a small amount and you are failing to be a good steward of it, that might be where the problem is. And the enemy will keep you ignorant of these principles so that you can continue in a cycle of dependence, in a cycle of waiting and depending on others to make it happen for you. I have seen and talked to young people that are brilliant minds, very intelligent guys. When they begin to explain to me the idea I'm even saying this thing should have been manifested by now. But the only thing limiting them is resources. They would tell me, Pastor, if only I had somebody to sponsor me, I can make this thing possible. If only I had somebody to invest in this, I can make this possible. But I pray today that there will be a grace released over us. That this generation will not be like those that are dependent. May God begin to release resources in your life that are required for the fulfillment of vision. For that idea that you have, may God open the heavens over you that resources will come. You will not be a beggar. You will be able to execute and the Lord will give you increase and influence in the name of Jesus. We need to come to that place where we understand our position and our portion in Christ Jesus. 
that we operate under a covenant. And what God has already secured for us, it is ours. So resources are not the problem. That vision is coming to life in the name of Jesus. You will not be limited anymore. God will make a way for you. The third thing that I want to deal with and will pray that is a common source of frustration for a lot of young people is the issue of love. The issue of love. If there is a place that has made even the hardest of boys cry, it is this one. That this guy goes to the gym, lifts all the weight, but he's failing to lift the weight of a small girl who has not answered his calls for two days. Imagine, he drinks everything, Red Bull, uh, what the other, all the energy drinks, he drinks them. But when this girl doesn't reply to his message, he falls sick and can't recover. But let me tell you something. Love is God's idea. And love, in as far as love relationships leading into marriage are concerned, it is a design of God that is necessary for enhancing one's capacity to fulfill purpose. I've told you so many times, it says, two are better than one, for there is a greater reward or return for their labor. So anytime two great destinies come together, the possibilities of what those two people can achieve becomes greater than what they could have achieved when they were individuals. And so the enemy knows that and will aim to attack at the place of love. If he can keep you confused about love, he knows he has got you. Because the moment you make a mistake concerning the, your, the, the, your, your destiny of love relationships, you will be frustrated for the rest of your life. I have seen people that had all kinds of potential to become great people. And throughout their journey, they were manifesting greatness. You look at this person and you know there is hope here. There is a future here. The moment they just fell in love, everything changed. That's the day their ministry died. That's the day their career died. Everything came to a standstill. Because the enemy will not come and attack you the way you expect him to. He will use these mechanisms. And the area of love is the source of confusion for a lot of young people. Firstly, because we have misconstrued our understanding of love. We have allowed the world to define it for us instead of God's standard defining it for us. One of the ways, for example, that you must use to assess a person that comes to you to start a love relationship is simply not to check their six-pack, but to check their intimacy with God. Because let me tell you, 
the source of where they draw their understanding of love is what they will use to treat you. So if their source of definition of love is wrong, the rest of your life and destiny is wrong. So you need to look at this guy properly. And yes, you like everything about him, but study his intimacy with God. How much is he drawing from the source of true love? My sister, if there are no signs of stability in his intimacy with God, be worried, your future is at stake. It's the same with men. If this girl is showing you all the signs, but her level of intimacy with God is not there. You don't even see it. You, she comes to church, yes, but you don't see it. Know that your destiny is at stake. Because if you ever define love from anything that is not the original, it is fake. No matter how good it may look, no matter how beautiful it may feel like right now, it is fake. So we need to use the right standards. We need to use the right definitions to know how to position ourselves for this area. Bishop was preaching about this in the first uh, two services and he mentioned something very profound at the fact that marriage is for a lifetime. So you better get it right the first time. It is not trial and error. Once you are in, you are in. And he used a very powerful statement, a broken relationship is better than a broken marriage. Because you are better off making things right today to preserve and to protect your destiny. He said to us, even at the altar, on the day of your wedding, if you know this one is not the one, the reason why that question is asked is to give you the last chance to run away, prison break. That is your final prison break opportunity. And he said he will respect you if you do that because he would rather you deal with the issue now than live the rest of your life regretting. What am I living with? What did I bring into my life? Because it is possible for the enemy to send you away a person that looks like they are meant to be the destiny helper, but they are counterfeit meant to deter you from identifying the true destiny helper God has aligned for your life. My prayer for you is the Lord will open your eyes. You will not miss your true life partner in the name of Jesus. You will make a right and wise decision. And let me tell you, don't be desperate about love. It is not how fast you fall in love. It is how right you fall in love. So some of you are under pressure because all your friends are in a relationship. It doesn't matter. If you are going to be alone for a while, it is better, but at the time when the right person comes, let them be the right one. I've always said an empty seat is better than a seat occupied by the wrong person because it is difficult to remove them. In fact, you cannot remove them. They will be there with you. 
So my friend, you better keep that seat empty for now until the right one comes. Don't be in a hurry. No, because all these guys are going out, me, I don't have, it's okay. Look at your neighbor and tell them, an empty seat is better than one occupied by the wrong one. So we need to get these things right. If there's an area that has destroyed people's destinies, it is the area of love. If, it is, if there's an area that has destroyed young people, it is this one. That we are so much under pressure. And some of these people who are under pressure, when you really ask them, so, what is love? They can't even define it for you. They don't know what they want, but they just know that they want it. That's confusion already. Because these are the people you marry now, and all they need is just your, your attention and your money. They did not come to support you. They came to get from you. You end up marrying a slave queen. I saw a meme of a guy who is dating a slave queen. She's just interested in his money. <laughs> he sent her a text and said, ah, I lost my brother. We're at a funeral right now. We're at a burial. Then she replied and said, if there's an heir to a booth, send me money before body viewing. <laughs> that is the kind of person you're dealing with, my friend. They are not interested in anything but what they can get from you. But let me tell you, you make the right destiny choices. So look at your neighbor, tell them, don't be desperate for love. Some of you girls, you've even changed the way you dress. You think there is a way love will respond when you start dressing in a certain way. You, you've gone to the world to define for you what it looks like. So now you're wearing a skirt with a slit, and the slit has a slit. Do you know all you are doing is sponsoring last? Also, in fact, if we were to give you a title, you are chief last sponsor. That is your title right now because every guy that looks at you comes under a spell of last. And you, you think you are slaying. Slaying what? Slaying people's destinies. People are going to hell because of your slit on the slit. So don't be under pressure, my friend. Get it right. You have to get it right. So God desires of us that we be a people that are unshaken. When it comes to your destiny, don't be shaken. When it comes to the issue of finances, the resources that you need for manifesting your vision, don't be shaken. The one that gave you the vision will provide. And the issue about the area of money is that it's got two sides. The enemy can attack you by hindering you from accessing the resources you need to manifest. But he can also attack you by giving you the money you need to manifest in a wrong way and then it destroys you. I have seen people who are very good believers. They used to attend every prayer meeting. This brother, this youth was there. 
Overnight, he will be there. Morning glory, he's there. Youth awakening, he's there. Great awakening conference, he's there. Youth camp, he's there. Men of destiny, he's there. Women's meeting, he's there. Couples, everything. As long as there's a meeting at church, he will show up. The moment he got a job and just started getting a salary, ha! even the way he talks to you changes. That was the last time we saw them at church. Their attitude changes completely. And so you begin to wonder. So this brother was only humble because he was broke. Now that he has the money, the other side has manifested. So you need to build character before the resources come. That when they come, you have the character to manage them. Let me tell you, the issue is not whether the money will come or not. It will come. Did you hear what I said? The money will come, but you must have the character to manage it. It must not change you. It must not change which meeting at church you decide to attend and which one you are too busy for. It should not change how you speak to your leaders, how you speak to your pastor. It must not change how you address your parents. It shouldn't. It is the same thing that God has just released for you to manifest and fulfill destiny. So I want to challenge you today. Take care of these three areas in your life. I have seen them destroy a lot of people. A lot of great destinies are not manifesting because they are still confused about who they are. Their identity is not defined. They don't know who they are. A lot of people are frustrated because they have the ideas, but they don't have the resources to execute. Some are clouded in the confusion of love. They've allowed the world to define it for them at the expense of the word defining it for them. When Jesus was challenged by the devil, turn these stones into bread. If you are the son of God, he went to the word. He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. The best way to deal with the enemy's attack concerning any area of your life, it is to know the word. What is written concerning you? As long as you don't know and understand what is written, the devil will manipulate you. You will come out of here having heard a powerful message as you just walk out, say bye to your friends, get in the car, get home, you're alone, the devil begins to question, did God really say? Are you sure that's what pastor said? No, I, I don't think he said it that way. He meant it this way. No, pastor said, for now, you can continue. But there's a don't let the devil deceive you. You will get it right. Lift your right hand and say, Holy Spirit, help me to get it right. Pray it one more time. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to get it right. Say, in the name of Jesus, I declare that every trap the enemy has set to hinder my destiny from manifesting, it will not prevail. Pray it one more time. Say, I declare in the name of Jesus that every trap the enemy has set up to hinder my destiny 
from manifesting. It will not prevail in the name of Jesus. I want you to stand on your feet as we close. And as I've been speaking, I can tell you a number of you would relate that there is a place in your life right now that needs help. Could be at the level of identity. You are living your life, but living it on the basis of others. Trying to create an impression. Trying to get validated by the world at the expense of being validated by God. You are living your life in the frustrations of the traps that the enemy has put in your life to make you feel that you are inadequate, to make you feel like you are not good enough. That from time to time you feel an urge and a desire calling you out to greatness, calling you out to a better place. But it looks like it's a battle and a tug of war. But today, in the name of Jesus, by the authority of this word, we declare freedom over you. From every trap of the enemy that has kept you limited, every identity trap limiting your manifestation, it is broken now in the name of Jesus. Every trap of financial limitation hindering the manifestation of your vision, it is broken in the name of Jesus. Every confusion in your love life frustrating you to the point of hindering the manifestation of your destiny. It is broken in the name of Jesus. I want you to lift your voice where you are and begin to pray this. I want you to begin to pray it at a personal level. For some, you are dealing with an identity crisis. Begin to pray that God will reveal you to you in a way that only He can. Some of you are dealing with the frustrations of financial limitations for the manifestation of your purpose and vision. Begin to pray that the God of all sufficiency will release what you require for that vision to manifest. Begin to pray. Open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. You will not be kept in confusion. You will not be wondering about who you are and what you should be. Shala Rabas. Shele bakaya la rabas, jele bakaya la ramandele bebos, male bakaya la rabashan, jele bakaya la rabas sedebasatai, jele bakaya la rabas setele bebos, mambro dozole bakaya le bebos, mambre de zele bakaya la rabashet, membra da kaile beboshatai, hele mando roboshatai la rababos. Number of you here are literally at the verge of making those mistakes in your finances, in your love life, in your identity. The devil has brought you to that place where you've been believing this is the idea. But let me tell you, it is a trap. And as I've been speaking, the Holy Spirit has been convicting you to warn you and make you aware you're about to shipwreck destiny. I want you to pray for God's mercy right now. That God will turn around any situation you are in that is a trap. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. That any situation you are in 
that is a trap the enemy is using to hold back your destiny from manifesting. Begin to pray that the Lord will turn it around for your good. Begin to pray that the Lord, by the God factor, will manifest deliverance over your life in the name of Jesus. Pastor, I know I am called to greatness, but I can confess that I've often felt confused about who I really am. I often feel confused about my identity. I have tried to manifest my identity using my own means and effort and it has not worked but as you've been speaking this word i desire to know my true identity i want you to quickly come to the altar wherever you are those that are saying god i need to know myself properly i need to really have my identity established i've allowed other people to define me I've allowed my past to define me. I've allowed my circumstances to define me and it has just kept me in bondage. I've been limited by wrong definition of my identity. But today, I want to encounter and experience the real thing. Just walk over now, walk over now, walk over now. Don't worry about who will see you. Don't worry about who will say what. You are here to transact business for destiny's sake. And those that are coming to the altar, I want you to just pray in the spirit if you can. Just begin to pray in the spirit. Just seek God where you are right now. Pray that the Lord by his spirit will reveal your true identity. I want you to pray for yourself. If you want to kneel at the altar, just kneel at the altar. And begin to engage God. Begin to pray. Father, reveal to me who I truly am. Father, make me aware. Begin to pray that every lie the enemy has told you is cancelled in the name of Jesus. Just begin to pray right where you are. You have been feeling inadequate. You have been feeling unqualified. You have been feeling you are not good enough. The enemy has told you you don't have what it takes. The kind of people God uses are not your type. But let me tell you, you are on God's agenda. And you carry a special assignment that the Lord will enable you to fulfill. I pray for you now. Could you lift your hands, everybody that is on altar? I pray for you now and cancel every lie of the enemy that he has used to limit the manifestation of your true identity. I declare that by the power of God's words, the Lord will reveal you to yourself. The Holy Spirit will minister to you with understanding. You will not question yourself anymore. You will not question your potential any longer. Do not question your capacity to be used by God.
and I pray that by reason of your coming out today desiring that the Lord may reveal himself to you may a fresh anointing rest upon you that God will begin to use you in a mighty way as your identity is revealed may you go and become a world changer may you go and become a man and a woman of impact whether the world believes or not the one that sent you believes in you and if God be for you who can be against you father we release grace over these dear ones that there will be sons and daughters that all creation awaits their manifestation Father, we pray that you will reveal yourself to them. That they'll come to the knowledge of their true identity in you. And the Lord, you will now begin to release grace on them. To manifest in their true purpose. In their true visions. May every gift that resides on the inside of them be made manifest. May every potential for greatness that you've already planted in them as a seed be made manifest we cancel every trap of the enemy and we declare that he whom the son of god has set free is free indeed you are free from every lie you are free from every deception you are free from every misinformation the enemy has used may the word of god be the standard that defines you may you begin to operate in the light of his glory in Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs> Praise be to God. I want you to give the best clap offering to the Lord. If you know that the enemy cannot use anything to hinder the manifestation of your destiny, I want you to give the Lord the best clap of victory in the house. Look at your neighbor and tell them you are unshakable. Oh, find somebody else and announce to them, say you are unshakable. So let me tell you, after today, don't live on any lie. Go and manifest the fullness of what God has loaded you with. You, my friend, are unshakable in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. We pray that you are blessed. We hope that you can join us for the next episode. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joshua Generation BLCI.